to the hot take BS. We bring you best. We bring you sports. I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it. Please stop it. <laughs> Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Yes, indeed, it is You Better You Bet. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, it's great to be here with you on the BetQL Network, where every game is Game 7. No hot take BS on this show. We bring you the bets. We bring you the sports. Coming to you live today from all our usual spots, the Odyssey app, the BetQL app, simulcast by our friends at Stadium from 4 to 6 Eastern. We are on YouTube, youtube.com backslash Odyssey Sports, Twitch at twitch.tv backslash BetQL, and heard on radio stations nationwide, including Sirius Channel 160 and XM Channel 205. Ken and I here bringing you the wagertainment. We're talking all things sports betting. Proudly presented today and always by the king of sportsbooks, the great people at BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app and visit BetMGM.com. And do so, please, on this F3. We got three words and they all start with the letter F. Phenomenal Football Friday, November 10th in the year of our Lord, 2023. Our show on Twitter, at You Better You Bet. I'm on Twitter and the gram, at the Costos. And Ken Barkley, your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, on X, at Lockie Lockerson. And on this phenomenal Football Friday, we do you, dear listener and dear viewer, the honor of bringing you five phenomenal guests. Also, we do it for ourselves. But five phenomenal guests for you as well. Sam Paniotovich will join us from Nesson Fox Sports and the Chicken Dinner Podcast, College Football, NFL Bets for the Weekend. And Sam has promised me a new chuckle game this week. So I'm guessing we're getting away from Brown football this week. Sam will be bringing us a new chuckle game coming up at 4 o'clock Eastern. Our friend Colin Wilson stops by from the Big Bets on Campus podcast, all of his college football bets for the weekend. We'll get soccer bets from the weekend with Anthony DeBundo from the Wonder Goal podcast. We look forward to that. Brad Evans, our stadium teammate from Live on the Line, joins us in the third hour of the show. His prop bets for Week 10 in the NFL. And then, when you hear the glass, it's your bookie's ass. Glassman316 says, we just cashed this bet. PJ Glasser stops by, 5.40 p.m. Eastern. PJ going to give us bets for this weekend in college football. Plus, P-squared, P-squared is on the way for the Bears and the Panthers who played on Thursday Night Football. I watched every play of the game. Something wrong with me. Uh, We will give you P-squared, P-squared for their games coming up in Week 11. As the Bears, presumably with Justin Fields back, travel to Detroit to take on the Lions. And then, it's debating like, should I have Jake play taps for this announcement? Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> as, as I don't know if anyone's seen the schedule for next week, Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers host the Dallas Cowboys. Hashtag doomsday. Good luck, Bryce Young, Frank Reich, and the Carolina Panthers. In a related story, Frank Reich is the favorite as next coach to be fired. First coach is done. That was Josh McDaniels. Next coach to be fired, Frank Reich is the favorite. I I don't know if he's making it through this season with the way David Tepper, the owner of the Panthers, and how impatient he is and like his reputation. Uh, we will talk about Bears, Lions, Cowboys, Panthers coming up in hour number one. In two hours, the locomotive leaves the station. We'll get Ken Barkley's entire college football card for the weekend. Day five of Lochmas. And power hour, final hour of the show. All our bets for tonight in the NBA and the National Hockey League. And, of course, all our bets side in total. Week 10 
NFL Sunday, featuring all the latest injury news as it comes in, obviously, on this Phenomenal Football Friday. We're locked and loaded on this Phenomenal Football Friday. Ken, how's it going? Uh, it's going great. I hear this like really, this like droning noise outside. I don't know if you get this in your neighborhood. These giant trucks come by with like a big tube and they suck up all the foliage, like all the leaves, and they like chop it up into stuff or whatever. So you like, you rake all your leaves down to the street. This giant machine comes by, just, just like gets rid of like all the leaves on earth. There's just no more leaves. But anyway, that's going on in the background right now. There's like this low din. It's like really just, we're not going to have any leaves anymore. Uh, I'm great. The leaves Last do get a little awesome. annoying. The leaves do. do get a little annoying. Do when you it's, like it's your too own many leaves? leaves. No. Do you pay someone to do it? Or does your wife do it? Or does nobody do uh, it? No, we have like, like we live in like a development. So like, like, like a landscaper comes and like does it. Oh, for okay. like, every, like, like HOA like fees or whatever. Yeah. And, like, uh, and, you, and they got, you got, Got some leaf blowers to come by and take I mean, care like, of everything. I, That's I, good. I, I, I did in like where we have our garbage cans last weekend. So this is like right. I, I joked with my wife and like my sister this morning. That like married life, like as a husband, is basically like I bring like bins upstairs and downstairs. It's basically yeah. like my number one, my number one job. Can as husband. you empty this? Right. And, and, and last weekend, my job on Saturday morning was to clean the garage and, like, take stuff out of the garage. That's what I did. And then I swept all the leaves out of the area, like, where our no, garbage okay. can is. Because, because, you know, we just can't have it. We can't have it with the leaves in the cubby where the garbage cans are. Now, I, nope. I, I could have it, but we... We yeah. cannot. So I Cu took care of that Couple's got to have a code. <laughs> yeah, you got to have a code. It's, it's very so that important. Was my, those were my, my husbandly duties last weekend. <laughs> right, well, let's go librarians. <laughs> Welcome to the club. Uh, yeah, that's, that sounds pretty similar. Uh, so our guy, longtime listener of the show, uh, Kilmers, Kevin. Helmers, I saw this. Who, like, Shout out to him. The show all the time. So I think just I think this encapsulates like I won everything last night. Like I almost I basically won every single thing with like one exception, I think. And so he did a, a 10 leg parlay and he adjusted some of the things that we gave out in the power hour, but not by a lot. And the, the, the funny thing is he he adjusted to be safe to take on less risk for and, and pay a tax to do it. And it's actually like if he had in a couple of situations, if he had like taken on the risk, it still would have been OK, but he did win. And he won a lot, so shout out to him. So here are here are the ten legs, and this will like sort of encapsulate how well things went last night. Uh, he took the Panthers three and a half, three and a half, which was your your bet in the NFL game. Also, shout out to me, Bears by small numbers, which paid like some really awesome stuff last night. Uh, Bears win the game sixteen thirteen. That was really great. Uh, so plus three and a half. He had the under in the game, which we didn't really talk about, but he had Panthers plus three and a half. He had two bets in the Bucks Pacers game. Uh, the bet that we both liked, Indiana. Shout out to us. And then Giannis over points, which hit with about eight minutes left in the second quarter last night. <laughs> I was going to say, like, he, why, did, uh, why didn't we yeah. climb that ladder last night, by the way? I don't know. There weren't enough rungs high, on the Giannis there's ladder. There's not a lot of ladder. There's not a lot of rungs because, like, it's already 30 and a half. Like, you could bet 40 maybe, but there is no there's no 50 rung. It's only – I believe there's only been two 50-point games this year. Giannis and Zach Levine are actually the only I'm two of that 50 I'm shocked he points. didn't get 60, honestly, just as an aside. Because he had what? Right. He, had, he had, like, what, like 48 or something at the end of the third quarter. I'm like, he's going for 50. How about our guy Benedict Matherin playing some great defense at the end of the game last great. night, helping secure our win? Yeah. Uh, nobody defended Giannis for – 46 minutes and 50 seconds or whatever but in the final minute Giannis had like two turnovers two bad possessions but yeah like you know what it could what help Giannis is uh if his if his coach didn't get ejected for like a really stupid foul arguing and get two technicals on the same play and then storm off the court like he accomplished did, something did, did you see like something. his quote what he said after the game too no like, I think I'm sure it's gonna make me mad though He's the dude is, and it's very early in his coaching. And I, and I obviously I want you to give the rest of the legs yeah. of the parlay. And he was obviously. a player like, too, former he's, player. Yeah, 
maybe he gets it together. Like I'm not like it doesn't have to be an indictment on like his career as a head coach. He at the moment he's lost big time. Yeah. Big time. How could lost. you tell? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's because they're like 28th in defense right now with they're 28th in defense with Giannis on the team. Somebody try to explain that one to me. And Brooke Lopez, who's like a really, really good defensive center. And they don't have Gerald anymore. And they have Lillard instead, who eh, not so great at that end. But like, come on. So that anyway, so Pacers money line, Giannis over points. And then the hockey. And the hockey was really something last night, let me tell you. <laughs> so Yeah, uh, you were a jerk last night. You uh, I I I, yeah. I like broke even in hockey last night. You like swept the board. I went four and I four. I did, in I hockey. did really well. Yeah. Well the only thing the only thing we lost was the Kanish bet, which was unfortunate. Two one blues. But <laughs> oh! Kilmers, to his credit, a coyote's plus one. This was the case where taking the mitigating the risk paid off. Plus one and a half. He he skates by. Pun intended. Uh stars to win. The puck line, it didn't look great after one. Ottinger gives up two in the first 10 minutes. Uh, Stars, five. Blue Jackets, two. When he starts, they just win every time he starts. It's, like, unbelievable. Uh, Penguins, shout out to us. 4-3 over the Kings. They're they're really good. Like, they they don't win any games. They're awesome. (laughs) Well, so now they're six and six, and it's like, when's the time? And, like, how how are we going to buy this team? Like, how's that going to happen? Well, the the prices haven't – the problem is when they were bad – Everyone still thought they were good, and the prices never changed. And they were so right. Like, they were, Turns yeah, out those people the, were yeah, correct. Market, hashtag Vegas correct. They, they knew. Uh, so Penguins, the Rangers, and I'll yeah, group these two teams together. Wagon, Actually, I'll group man. these three teams together because these are just like three bangers. Well, one of them we disagreed on, but the other two were bangers. Rangers, Canucks, Sharks. <laughs> which which of the three would you like to start with? <laughs> well, I, I bet the wild last night because Domingue yeah. started for the Rangers. You even just, said it you know, though. Yeah, yeah they and I'm a Rangers fan. I'm like I know my, my I, like my whole family loves the Rangers. Like my wife's family loves the my my father in law like goes to like tons of Ranger games. I need to stop betting against them and like just like they're awesome and like there there are no like buy spots against them. It feels like because they can start the third string goalie and it doesn't make a difference. They win every game. They're yes. so good. So actually, I think good. if like life on the line, pick the winner of the Stanley Cup this year, like price not factored in, just like pick the winner, like to save your life. I think I'd pick the Rangers. Do well, I think I'd pick them before I took, I picked them before I took Colorado. Let's have like the big teams. I pick them before I took Colorado. I pick them before I took Dallas. That'd be fun. Uh, I pick them before I, Vegas would be, interesting like i can't say for sure i'd take the rangers over vegas right now uh and then what if the rangers played the canucks which was something that you took so the canucks went again last night Uh, hashtag regression coming actually they just they regressed the senators to the bottom of the standings did you watch did you watch 94 oh the stanley cup did i watch the final that year yeah we got it yeah Yeah, maybe maybe you heard there was a guarantee. It was very famous. <laughs> maybe you heard. Well, the guarantee was in the Eastern yeah. Conference Final. But listen, we don't let the facts right. get in the way of a good story. The Rangers would True, take down fair. the Canucks. And also, like, if they play the Bruins in the playoffs, like, the Bruins are basically returning the same team that choked in the first round last year. The Rangers have a new coach. We got the mojo going here. We would take Boston down in the playoffs if and when they met. At Boston, like, I, you can have them as a playoff team, although they're going to – I mean, they're, they're just never going to lose the entire season, apparently. Like, I know they lost, but, like, they're just – they're, they're just awesome. really good. Like they're gonna win the president's trophy again, probably, which is crazy. So like shout shout out to that parlay. Canucks win again, Rangers win again. That's sparking the 94 comparison. And 
the Sharks win, not like cover the plus two and a half, which is what he had in the parlay, which is what I liked last night. Plus two, plus two and a half was minus one thirty. By the way, <laughs> just like here's yeah, you know, you know the Oilers who never win anything; they have to win by three. You know, three. Uh, they lose, and like, I they didn't fire Woodcroft yet, right? I, All these tweets are like, I, I don't understand. I thought it was going to be today. Like, I, I, how could this? How could it be? They're the worst team in hockey right now, right? Yes. Who has more points? And they're actually the like points mathematically. Mathematically, they're the worst because they have the same number of points, and the Sharks just beat them. Yeah. It's it's unfathomable, and like, and the Oilers yeah. have like the best player on the planet, and like they have Drysaddle, yes. and they have other good offensive players, and like I get it, like they waved the goalie, and like Skinner has been bad. Also, like they have, they, did I mention they have Connor McDavid, and they're the worst team right. in the league. They've got to fire this coach. Like you got you got to get rid of him. And I'm trying to think like what the NFL comparison to this would be, and it's like it would. It would almost be like betting on the bad teams, expecting them to cover the spread, and they never do, except in this instance. Is, it's kind of the same favorite. thing. It, it is, yeah. right? Right. It's like the Saints, Saints seven and a half against the Bears, where it's like, yeah, you know, they're just not going to do that, right? Like, they're just like, they're very unlikely to do that because <laughs> they're, the, they're the Saints. Or like, you know, yeah, it's, it's in the NFL, that would be like middling team big number against a bad team, which we see all the time. And the middling teams very rarely cover those numbers. The good teams cover the numbers all the time. Same with the good hockey teams. But yeah, like, but I lose the game outright though. Like, yeah, I'm just, that's, that's like are pretty, the, and I, this is. Are they the Bills? No, the Bills are better. Well, no, well like the Bills, let's see the what Bills happens on Monday. Teams. The Bills beat Well, yeah, but even if the Bills the lose Broncos that game. on Monday. Yeah, like who are they? Uh... I mean, I guess there's not like a really bad NFL team that was like supposed to be really good. It's kind of like, I, I mean, I guess it's the Bills, I guess. But like the Jets, Rodgers got hurt. Like the Rams, like Stafford got hurt. Like, I mean, you know, they have a like, big time player, but you don't, but like they're not winning a lot of games. There isn't a comparison, like, like, which shows you how crazy it would be it is. the Bengals if the Bengals never like pulled it together. I yeah, guess. that's true. That or if the, if the Bills go on a run of losing here, like that's your view. I think you nailed it. I think that's the one. And just. Yeah, like the and the really crazy thing, like there is actually a betting application this for thirty seconds, and then we can go wherever you want to to close the segment. We were talking about it before the show. Connor McDavid, who the league MVP is called the Hart Trophy for people who don't know in hockey, and he's been the favorite the whole season because he's you know the best, and he won last year and he's won three of them, but he's never won back to back. And this team is hideous. I mean, they're really bad. They also they also the Sharks last night. He's still the favorite. People just won't let go of this. They just won't. And as we tick off the games, it's kind of like, not that he's dead to win, but like it kind of starting to feel that way. And there's a lot of exciting players who are off to really good starts this year. Like that market, I thought would be very uninteresting this year. It's actually becoming incredible. Because Jack Hughes is hurt, and he was probably going to win if he didn't get hurt. And McDavid's the best player, and his team's the worst in the league. So now you got, now it's wide open. Now Panarin on your team could win. Posternock could Brent win. Man. Matthews could win. Yeah, anybody. So I think that's interesting too. It's the carbohydrate award. It's uh, the Panarin, right. the bread man, or, or the pasta man for, for Boston. Um, so when Pete Blackburn was on with us earlier in the week, he still picked McDavid. Just like if McDavid is able to drag like this corpse of a team to the playoffs, maybe voters would be into that. And McDavid puts up all the points. And also curious, like if the Oilers hashtag do the right thing and fire Jay Woodcroft, might be a nice guy. I don't know. Also, like how do you keep employing this guy? And they bring a new coach in, and they make and they like get into the playoffs, and they have like a like a good rest of the season. I wonder if that guy gets consideration for the Adams. I don't even know who it would be. It's like may, maybe that happens. Uh, a lot of National Hockey League on the show. Absolutely love it. Um, on the other side, 
We'll talk about that atrocity of a football game last night. Betting takeaways for the Panthers and the Bears and spin it forward to their games coming up in week 11. Phenomenal Football Friday just getting started. Give it to Foreman. And he's in. Deontay Foreman takes it into the touchdown. Well, they were set up nicely after the punt. They go 38 yards. It's a four-yard touchdown. Nine plays, and Chicago takes the lead. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Sal Michaels with the call last night on Amazon. Just like, you know, a lot. <laughs> There's a lot to get into. Um, I, I actually did have the moment before we talk about the game and the broadcast and spin it forward to next week. I, ha- I had the moment again last night, and I've had these a couple recently, where I'm watching the game, and there are other sports on. Good, like the NBA game in Mexico City, my Rangers, we got great hockey. I watched every play of the football game last night. I knew you would. Every every single play of the game. And I I found myself like, why am I? It's it's so, it's so bad. And I watched none of it, by the way. So like you you, you can say all you want. I watched zero plays of it. Zero. I never turned it on. You did the right thing. Because like, why? Because like, why, why would I do that? Yeah. The... The Bears struggling on offense is like is one thing to me. Like it's an undrafted rookie playing, and like he was—he's not even really bad, Bajan. He's just like he's—he's he's not great, and that's fine. Kind of what you think? He's been—he's yeah. been good enough for Chicago. He's been fine, and like whatever. So the Bears struggling on offense to me is like okay. I—I I get it. Now we'll see. Like when Fields comes back next week against the Lions, like what's this going to look like? The Carolina Panthers on offense. It, it's one of the most frustrating like like units of football that I've I think I've ever watched. Like I I can't I can't with Bryce Young. I can't with this offensive line. I can't with these receivers that have no separation. I can't with this offensive coordinator Thomas Brown, who like everyone like I guess I guess it's because Reich was so bad. Like everyone thinks that this guy is like basically like Mike Martz, like replacing like Dick Vermeil, right? Like Mike Martz is now calling the offense, and I can't with Bozo Frank Reich. I. Is he trying to get fired? I, I I don't know what's happening here. I I can't deal with this Panthers offense. I can't watch it. I'm so pissed that I bet this Mingo receiving over yards last night. Seven targets, 20 yards. I can't handle it. Uh, it's really, really, really difficult to watch. And it's probably more of like a regular sports radio conversation. We could do like next coach fired. If we think Reich might get canned before the end of the year. Like they, they, could, they could get absolutely obliterated from existence next week against Dallas. Like they are up against it big time as a franchise. Because I get it, Ken. Everyone wants to say, and they're right. Bryce doesn't have a lot around him. The line's bad. The receivers aren't great. They don't get a lot of separation. Maybe the coaching's not great. Also, like... It's great that I actually do really think it's great that you didn't watch because like it was a terrible game. He misses. Yeah. He misses. Like seriously. Like we can we can all be like we're adults here, right? We can have a conversation like adults here. I'm not saying he's definitely a bust. Everything around him is bad. Also, when things around him are good, he misses easy throws. Like he might be bad. Hey, compare and contrast. Not even Stroud or like Anthony Richardson. Like can compare and contrast with Will Levis. Like, who who do you think looks better? I have nothing. I don't care. I, I, I have no personal stake in it. It's whatever. Right. I, and who do the Titans this, have? This, he might, he yeah. might stink. The Titans' offensive line is just as bad as Carolina's. And they got, like I guess, they Hopkins. Hopkins, like the best receiver. But, I mean, come on. Yeah. It's brutal. He stinks. They stink. Yeah. 
They're really, They're really not bad. fun to watch. They're really not fun I, to I watch. I could tell. So. <laughs> I could tell. <laughs> did you see what Wright did at the end of the game? Like, you didn't watch, but did you know what he no. did at the end of the game on the final drive? I, he settled for, like, a really long field goal, right? Something like so that? So they are the first team in NFL history in a spot. Oh, like, I forget who, who wrote this tweet, but it was, like, a, a screenshot of the drive, like, the plays and the time. And then, like, the Martin Scorsese picture, like, this is cinema. It, they're the first team in NFL history, like driving to like tie or like take the lead in a game, to have a drive of 15 plays or more result in like either ending in not scoring or tying the game or like turning it over on downs. They settled for a 50, a 59 yard field goal. Yeah, clock I saw the pin like, reaction. I saw the we reaction. don't have to get into all of like the clock management because it's all brutal. It's all terrible. Right. What right? Because they're ter- terrible then, teams. Yeah. And Pinheiro misses by five yards. Is it like he doesn't miss like left or right? The kick is short because that's not what he does. And then he misses the kick. And to Ken's point, for people that didn't see it, he just like looks to the sideline. Is like, what did you expect? What What did you want I, me to do? Like this is what I, I do. Just, yeah. I don't. I dude, like I don't understand it. And it's like really, it's aggravating as a football fan. Right, because they can't tank. Stuff. Like they don't even have their like that makes it makes no difference. They don't have their pick. Chicago has it, which everybody made made light of last night. Yeah, I mean just. This is this is some of what we talk about at the at the start of the year. We did this a little bit where it's like when you bet on bad teams, sometimes they don't cover and you're like, man, I got really unlucky. It's like, nah, man, like the bad teams do dumb stuff that causes them to not cover. Like that's what happens. And they did cover, it's not to that, be fair. Thank God. They did cover. Well, they the covered game. they covered like your number, but I mean like three yeah. was like mostly the close, like at the at kickoff. So like it really, you know, like yes, but okay. But I, I guess my point would just be when these teams play other teams even, or when Carolina especially plays other teams. You know, they what would they get what they have 14 nothing on Miami in that game? Something like that when you bet them like uh, a yeah. 14 in the game. It yep. just and they're they're going to like they're going to they're going to do dumb stuff. They're 21. a dumb team. Yeah, they're <laughs> yeah, they're a dumb bad team. They're going to do and that we have a we have a game like that on Sunday and these two teams are good, but like it's possible the Vikings get like a horrific injury report like during the week by the way in terms of like if Jefferson doesn't come back and you know like we'll send see who plays for them and it's like oh, oh the saints are three like yeah you probably like the saints be like no because you know what's going to happen in that game the vikings are going to do something really smart and the saints are going to do something really stupid and the vikings are going to win and i don't even know what it's i don't even know what it's going to be i don't have to know like i just know the vikings are good and smart and the saints are bad and dumb and the saints can win as many games as they want against bad teams like i'm I'm like positive they're going to lose that game. And the best part is I'm positive they're going to lose it in a way where if you bet the Saints, you're going to be here on Monday being like, oh, my God, like, can you believe it? Like, I laid two and a half at close three and they lost at the gun by three. Like, yeah, because they're dumb and the Vikings are really smart. And I think what you're describing is like the same philosophy with the Panthers. It's 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 really it even like offended me as a football fan. We're like, I don't even want to watch. I can't. I can't watch this team play offense. I just, I just can't deal. And it'll we can spin it forward to the uh, the Panthers Cowboys game. We're like, I, I I don't even know. Like, yeah, what do you what, want to spin? The correct point spread. What would you like to spin is. forward there? like I I haven't looked at the lookaheads for it. I'm curious what they are because I have like a number in my head of what I think that game should be, and I am okay. almost certainly like way above like what the lookahead is. I I am sure I that that is the case. I bet you're a half point more than what the look at is. That's my guess. I well, I I kind of think it should be like thirteen, and like, there's no way it's thirteen on the. Right, I was gonna right. say you were. I thought I was. I think you're gonna say well, thirteen's uh, like kind of an interesting number. I don't know about that. I thought it would be like ten or ten and a half, and their look ads are like nine and a half. So like I oh, I don't man. and I don't that's, I don't think that's that but I don't think that's crazy. Easy. Like a, a a road favorite. Like yeah yeah great bet great bet them. 
like no, I'm not saying don't bet Dallas. Great, go bet Dallas. Like the I mean, the market on a road favorite, even against like a terrible team, like isn't gonna be seventeen or fourteen. Yeah, like they were eleven and a half in Arizona earlier this year. Like Like, the context. That's not what this is gonna be. Yeah, that's just not what this is gonna be. So like I do think when the market opens like for real, like, you know, with actual money bet into it, uh, I think I think the first number is a one for sure. And I my guess would be something like ten and a half. Like that that ten and a half would be enough for me to not like immediately open every app and bet the Cowboys. I'd at least like pause for a few minutes and think about it, but like nine and a half, 10 mm-mm, and be like, well, why aren't you betting it right now? Like, I don't know. Cause the, cause the Cowboys are playing a game and like all of their players can get injured and I don't want to get stuck doing that. So yeah, like I I'm, I'm with you though. Like a double digit number next week, I think makes a lot of sense. Uh, my, my last thing on this game was with, was with the broadcast last night and it's like, whatever, like Alan Kirk, or it is what it is. Right, like, what do you think um, it's going to be? Right. I mean, it, they, like they it's, know it's, it's the terrible game. So they yeah. had, um, they had, they had like Jason Kelsey in the booth for like three drives. And it was like the Jason Kelsey, like comedy variety hour. Like to be fair, like yeah. Al was really good. He was engaged. Cause like you'd have to call this crappy game and they barely talked about the game. It's like, I, I get the appeal of doing stuff like this sometimes. Like I understand that people like the Manning cast. It's just like, not for me. Like I, right. I, I like the football game. Like I like the game. Like I bet on the game. I play fantasy. I have props. I want to like hear analysts break down the game. I, I don't need, if I wanted the variety hour, I would watch it. Like give me like an alternative broadcast. So I, I didn't love that. I feel like most people agreed with me on that. It was just too much. Also like I'm, I'm, I'm good on the Kelsey's like great. Like I'm, I'm really happy. Like the mom seems like a really nice person and Jason is a great offensive lineman and he won the Super Bowl, and Travis seems like a good dude and he's dating Taylor Swift enough. It's like enough. I'm good on the Kelsey's. I'm way good on all of this crap. Just okay. Well, just, I think to yeah. be fair to the to like if I'm Amazon or I'm like the production team and I know I have this like lemon of a game, then I'm I'm gonna try to think of something to do to like hold the audience's attention, thinking that some people tuning in are actually casual fans. Now, like kind of what you're arguing is like casual fans are watching this game. Like I didn't watch the game to be fair, but I, I mean I think I. I know you hate that stuff, and I'm, I'm, I'm guessing like Twitter didn't like that stuff. Twitter generally a bad barometer because Twitter hates everything. But like the, uh, the I, I, I guess I'll just say like having not seen it, I totally get why they would try something like that. And I don't, I don't like begrudge them as like a production team for like thinking they should do something like that. When it was like, too long. I, I mean, ima- imagine if it was sixteen thirteen. Imagine if it was sixteen nothing. I mean, imagine if it was like the game actually was close. Like they, the, yeah, that was just, a, this was a grand slam in terms of what the game w- could have been. Honestly, it was never going to be better than this. So I, you know, I, I don't, I don't blame them for going into the game with a plan like that. Because like, if it's ever a blowout too, then you're, I mean, then it's like Alan Kirk. I want to hear them call the game like you do. Then you're really in the minority. I think of like what people are expecting. And, and that's when okay. They put the and I'm okay with that. Yeah, because that listen, I'm, I'm me, and that's what I like. But like, yeah, so, like, I'm just not, not going to with you. It's not for everybody. Like, just like, do an alternative broadcast or something. Like, I, I, I don't. Just, I think I, that's went, not a bad idea. But it it just, it's on, not a big game, dude, so they can't do an alternative to the worst so, game. It went on for so long. Like, it never right. stopped, and it wasn't that interesting, in my opinion. Maybe some people liked it. In any event, uh, you better, you better hear what Nick and Ken on a Friday. Uh, we have a little bit of news coming in from uh, from Pete Thamel, who uh, covers college football for ESPN. Uh, the Big Ten expected discipline. Uh, this is like really like weirdly written. 
That's right, getting an easy edit button here. The Big Ten is expecting expected to discipline Michigan for the in-person scouting and ongoing sign-stealing investigation will prohibit Jim Harbaugh from being on the sideline until the conclusion of the regular season. He'll be allowed to coach during the week. So I guess that means like someone else will coach Michigan tomorrow against Penn State, like during the game, and like Harbaugh won't be allowed well, he on doesn't, the sideline. Uh, he doesn't. I don't think he calls the offensive or defensive plays. I don't think he does that. I, again, people can correct me if I'm wrong. I, college coaches, I don't really know a lot about that. But um, just like, all right, like net net of this. Okay, so he's like not – it's funny because he's traveling with the team to Penn State. So he won't be on this – well, and here's the other thing. Like this is the expected discipline. The game is in 21 hours. So like announcing it before noon tomorrow, it's a noon kickoff. So like, like they're going to announce it at 10 a.m. tomorrow when he just can't be on the sideline. Like Michigan can't appeal because it's a Big Ten. This is the whole thing with the Big Ten stuff. Like you can't appeal it. Um, I guess maybe they could fire, file some kind of injunction or something. Maybe uh, who knows? Like I, I don't know if he'll be on the sideline during the game. Let me. I don't think. Well, I shouldn't say I don't think. I would be skeptical that this would have an impact on the betting market for the game, and it hasn't. The market's holding Michigan four and a half for now with a four on the board. Uh, I mean, I, I guess like if he can coach during the week and not be on the side, I mean, I guess there's some impact that maybe I'm not thinking of. It just it just seems like so much nothing to me. OK, he's not on the sideline against Ohio State. It's kind of interesting, I guess. Not on the sideline tomorrow. Uh, OK, yeah, we don't even know if he's not going to be on the sideline tomorrow. And then in the Big Ten title game, he'll just be back. And in the college football playoff, he'll be back. So I just OK, like it, put it this way, if they lost I doubt it would be because he coached them during the week and then wasn't on the sideline. I doubt that very much um, with how much stuff is kind of like passed down responsibility wise to other people. So kind of seems like what we thought. This is about as harsh as I thought it was going to be. Honestly, this is like kind of on the extreme. uh, More, more harsh. And it it still feels like, and it still feels like, okay. Like, uh, okay. Like what? All right, whatever. You know? Okay. Where my, I guess my question would be, I'm going to try to remember there's like a couple of funny stories. I'm going to try to remember about this. Uh, where I wonder where he can be during the game. Like, can he be in the locker room? Can he be in a box? I mean, there's going to be like a Dr. Seuss book or something. I, uh, like, can he I, be? I, I, I picture him being on like a hospital, like a gurney, like uh, like what's his name? Like the uh, the Auburn coach's name is escaping. Like Hugh Freeze, like was when he was right. the coach of Liberty. It's like with this, like with this, like his foot, right. like a cast. There's a uh, there was a, a great Netflix coaching documentary series uh, a couple years ago maybe, and Jose Mourinho was one of the coaches that was a famous soccer manager for people who don't know, like won the Champions League a bunch of times with a bunch of different teams. I'm pretty sure he told a story that he was like suspended for a match, and he was secretly in the locker room, like he was suspended for five matches or something, and he was in the locker room for all five matches. He he would like sneak in in the morning before the gates would open and hide in the locker room. And a couple times he almost got caught. He would hide in like a laundry bin with like a towel over his head when the tenants would come through. And then like they'd leave and he'd sneak back out again and he would like secretly manage the team. Like this is what I'm picturing right now. (laughs) Basically, there's like a mannequin in the corner, like Jim Harbaugh with a lampshade on over his head or something in the corner. Like, nah, not nah, just that's just a lamp. Yeah, that's all it is. So I don't know. This all feels like nothing to me. And that was uh, that was when Jose Mourinho, his first tour of duty manager of Chelsea in like 2005. I think that's like the, when that story is from. Um, just like, I guess, the one piece here. And then on the other side, we'll talk P squared, B squared for the games next week in the NFL. Um, does it make you feel any differently about Michigan and Ohio State if Harbaugh's not on the sideline for that game? Do you think like that's something there? You know, people that handicap the game say, well, maybe it's like, maybe like you like Ohio State a little more if Harbaugh's like not there, like on the sideline for that game. I mean, I guess like my only thing would be like if he's in the locker room, 
can he be a, like what, uh, you think they're not they stole sides they're gonna rig it so he has a headset to the coordinators or something and like, like and like this making is, this the is my calls whole thing. on like this when is to also go forward phony. on fourth down this is also fake yeah like okay cool like very specific situations i don't know the look ahead is michigan by six i think something like that i like him i'd lay it yeah all right coming up next p squared b squared for week 11 lions and bears panthers and cowboys oh my For Eddie Pinheiro. Pinheiro's kick is no good. Welcome back to You Better You Bet. Brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Did Al call like Pinheiro there? Like like, like, like Robert De Niro? Robert De Niro? He called him Pinheiro at the beginning of the clip, and then like half halfway through the play-by-play, he's like, uh, you know, Bobby De Niro missing the kick a couple right. yards short there. Uh, <laughs> it, it was really like, it was like Monday Night Football week one last year when Nate Hackett played for like the 85-yard field goal by Brandon McManus on the road in Seattle. Yeah. It was like not the same thing, but like not far off from that. This Smacked I, of it. I, Ken, yeah. I think he, I think he's like dead coach walking like Frank Reich. I, I don't think he makes. Who are the it other coaches year. in that market? I didn't even see that market. Who are the other coaches um, uh, after actually after Frank Reich? Because in my head, um, I'm trying to think like who would get. Do you want to guess before the end of the year? Uh, give me, yeah, give me like, I mean, like I'm just going to go through a few in my head. So like, I'll try to do conference by or division by division. Uh, oh, all right. Let me make sure it's. Let me make sure if I want to pick anybody but this guy. Uh, no. No. Yeah, like it can't. Well, I guess it could be him. Okay, I think I have two, and I think I know what order they'd be in. Three. But like one's stupid, even though maybe it's low priced. So the one that's stupid that's low priced that's like won't happen is Belichick. Belichick's the the fourth choice in the market. Yeah, he's in that's single like, digits that's like, plus six hundred. That's one of those like the limit's ten dollars. So like here you can have something stupid that makes no sense. Um the two that I was between and I'll say both first, and I don't think this is going to happen either. Arthur Smith was one that I no. thought of because everybody hates him. And then Rivera no. was the one I thought R- would be the second choice. R- yeah. Rivera is the third choice. Matt Eberflus is the second choice. Why? Good question. I feel like he's definitely, like, they won last night. I he's don't safe until the end fired. of the year. Yeah, yeah I think they, so I think also. they could lose every game. They could lose every game the rest uh, of the season. I think, so I think he might still make it. Yeah, because it doesn't matter. Like they're right. Like they, they they're getting Rivera, like two top five picks for sure. Rivera, like you could see, like if if this like goes really bad for four or five weeks, like they maybe they fire him and they have the enemy coach the last three games or something. Like they could do that. Uh, Reich is plus one seventy five to be the next head coach fired. He's he's really bad, and that team's bad, and the owner like. The owner might suck, like, and that's a thing right now. And like, he and like, he's obviously a really smart guy, billionaire, but like, did a really poor job. Here's Matt Rule, all this money. Now he's going to override the coaches and the scouts, and they draft Bryce Young, and they trade to get Bryce Young, and then he hires Frank Reich. It's a d- disaster right now. Anyway, uh, we got great guests coming up on the show today. We can't wait to start our guest parade next hour with Sam Paniadovich, Colin Wilson, Anthony Debundo, Brad Evans uh, will join us as well. The Glassman, PJ Glasser, all our bets for tonight and NFL Sunday coming up. Power hour final hour of the program but for now let's talk about next week in the national football league and uh the two teams that played last night get our early thoughts on those point spreads and where we might want to be betting in those games uh we'll save the panthers and cowboys uh let's talk the lions and bears next week pretty interesting right i think we can assume that justin fields will be back as the bears quarterback for this game uh, by all i i think basically on the reporting 
was that if this had been a game on Sunday as opposed to Thursday, that feels like might have played in the game. Um, so I think we can we think that he'll be back next week on the road in Detroit against the Lions, who are obviously three point road favorites this weekend in Los Angeles against the Chargers. So Ken, uh, early thoughts, early point spread projection, Lions and Bears for next week um, in Motown. I think this is always going to be like something like eight to nine and a half, something like in that range. I, I'm trying to think of why it wouldn't be that. Fields playing, I don't think ever gets you to seven, ever. So I think it's more like, all right, uh, is there enough interest in the Lions that despite Fields starting, it would be 10? Like that's actually more the direction that I would think about it in terms of key numbers. I don't think so, but like to be fair, like the Saints went, I mean, God, like against Bajant, the Saints went off as like eight, eight and a half, something like that, yep. basically in the game. And they were always in this same range against Bajant. The Lions are definitely better. Um, maybe it is 10. Maybe it's 10. But like, that's that's the conversation I'd be thinking about, like not touchdown, more like nine and a half, 10, 10 and a half. Um, similar to the Panthers game, except, you know, the Panthers are at home for people who are like, how can those two point spreads be the same? Something like that. And it, it'll be interesting. Like, do you think the Bears are that bad? I guess is the question. Like, they've they've given like an okay accounting of themselves in a bunch of these games. Maybe that would be an appealing bet for a lot of. Maybe that is what keeps it under ten. Is just that people would like the Bears if it got to that number. Just keep the game close, right? Something that we've seen in in some of these NFC North division games previously. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm kind of all over the place with that analysis. I wouldn't bet anything at open. I would assume the market would open like Fields is playing, so you wouldn't even get like a pop out of it. And uh, I'll guess something like nine and a half. That's what I'll guess. Yeah, uh, in between seven and a half and nine and a half, I think like is exactly where I'm at upper, here. But upper upper range. I don't think it's seven and a half, like ever. I would tease the Lions so fast with everything if that happened. Yeah, you, I think everybody you, would. If it's eight, yeah. if it's eight and a half, will you tease the Lions like immediately? Yeah, yeah. Like I want. It, I think it's got to be out of teaser range. I think it just like has to be with this matchup. Well, because I was going to, the question was going to be like, okay, like if it's 10, what would you do? I think I'd probably bet Chicago at 10 and nine and a half to your point is probably like a nothing burger. 10 and a half. I think I'd, man, even if it opened 10 and a half, would I click the button on Chicago? If I saw 10 and a half, like Sunday night, Monday morning, like maybe like that feels like way valuable. Um, 10 is really close. 10. I don't know. It, it feels like. And look, like, we'll have to see what the offense looks like with Fields back. Like, that could be a complete disaster like it had been. Like, it does feel like the defense is starting to morph into something a little different yeah. for Chicago. Healthy. Not that they're, like, not that they're, like, the 85 version of the team, but the secondary is healthy. Like, we can, like, bag on, like, the Montez sweat trade and, like, the contract extension. Like, that that's, like, a real-life thing. Also, like, he's, like, a really good player. Like, whether or not they paid yeah. him too much or, like, traded too much to get him, like, doesn't matter. Like, he's good, and now, like, he's playing, and, like, he wasn't playing for them before. So, like, this, the defense defense is actually like not bad right now I'm, I'm not making a case for the bears to win the game just that like i think if 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 we got into double digits i think i think i would never bet detroit and it, we'll see what happens yeah. in the game on sunday i, agree I think that. it'd be bears or nothing i think i agree with that uh yeah i'll be curious both these games like the look ads can be whatever we'll watch the games this weekend i don't uh i don't think in either game so let's say dallas plays sunday against the giants and detroit plays against the chargers is there anything besides a significant injury result-wise that could happen in those games that would get these markets kind of like off how we're thinking about them right now? And, you know, last week, I forget what the games we did last week this way, but I, uh, oh, well, we talked, well, I don't know if we did this last week or not, but like we talked about the Bengals 
and how their performance against the Niners a couple weeks ago was going to like drastically impact what the Bills point spread was like one game. And you could be like, well, that's crazy that one game would have that impact. It did. Like it definitely did. And there was a huge like a six point move, probably based on the fact that they played really well in that game. These two don't they don't feel like that, like the, the two opponents are so anchored at the bottom that, you know, as long as everybody on Detroit's healthy coming out of the Chargers game, even if they lose, and as long as everybody on the Cowboys, I mean, I don't think the Cowboys are going to lose. But as long as everybody's healthy coming out of the game for them that matter, they like Prescott, Parsons, C.D. Lamb. As long as all those guys are healthy, I don't think it's going to be different than like kind of what we expect. I don't think we're going to go to the next key number or there'll be a crazy opener or something like that. I guess like if the Lions lost, like if they looked really bad, I, I, like would I'll, it open seven and a half or something? About, yes. I, if the Chargers yeah. win like 38-3, I think it opens seven and a half. Never seven. They could lose 100 to nothing, and I still don't think it'll open seven. But if they win like 40 to three, I think this opens 10. Okay. Yeah, like the. So this is kind of like my point, I guess. Like the Lions could still lose, and it would be in the seven and a half, nine and a half range. Yeah. But I guess, I guess to your point, like, okay, I guess if they look awesome against the Chargers. Yeah, but then it's like Fields is back. Like they're going to open 10. And I'm not saying I don't, I'm not like a Fields apologist or anything. Just like I think that would be viewed as an upgrade of some kind. Like he was playing pretty well before he got hurt. Um, I, that's that's interesting. The idea that if they won by a lot, maybe it's ten. I guess you could be right. Um, these just are, these are like such these are such late season standard types of games where it's like g- good team that's going to the playoffs more than a touchdown against a team, and you have to try to figure out okay, like. Can I trust the bad team to like show up with some kind of performance here? Or do I want to lay the good team because I don't think that's likely? Are there injuries in the game that affect it? We're going to have the, the type of conversation. It's like a little boring to me, but it's not that. Like it's NFL point spreads. It's interesting. But we get so many of these types of games, like the, the next five, six weeks, we're going to have 25 of them, you know, because it's just this is you're going to have some teams settle into the bottom end, Arizona and the Patriots. And we'll kind of see who else in the AFC. Maybe there's like one or two more teams that end up getting down there a little bit. Um, you know, like, you know, what are the Colts at the end of the year or something like that? And uh, and in the NFC, obviously, we, we kind of know who a lot of the bad teams are. We're going to have those conversations. It's just uh, it's a type of market you see all the time. And I think we're going to have two more of them. Um, and just on, on the Cowboys-Panthers game, like, I, I know the point spread's not going to be, like, 13. Like, and just for context, like, when Dallas right. played on the road in Arizona in week three, it was 11 and a half. So, like, I, I know it's not going to be 13, and I'm not saying that, like, I sat down and, like, made a number for the game and it's 13. What I'm saying is I feel like as a better, I feel like I may bet Dallas at any number, like, up to 13. Uh, sure. Just, like, I, I watch Carolina, and I see how this offense looks, and I'm like, I don't know how they're scoring. I don't know well, how they are scoring against, against the <laughs> Dallas defense. I'll I don't give know you something that we have. We have a. Uh, you could definitely be right. Okay, something else interesting. We have a couple minutes left in the rest of the segment. Um, there was a a really another uh, set of like extensive like midseason award stuff that came out today, and you know, kind of contained within it, a couple other podcasts came out and stuff. Uh, Miles Garrett is like almost unquestionably ahead in defensive player of the year right now, maybe by a lot. And you can be like, well, how can it be a lot? Like, Watt has really good numbers and Parsons really good. I like, again, it's not what I think. I'm just listening to everybody. Garrett feels like he's a mile ahead right now of the field, not statistically, but just if everybody voted, everybody voted for him, everybody, and made it seem like it wasn't that close with a couple other guys. Okay, like, how can that get upset? How can that change? Okay, 
he's playing it's Lamar Jackson. It's a Tommy DeVito, baby. Correct. Well, and and then it's it's a Bryce Young, baby, is the other one, right? So how can how can it change? Garrett's playing Lamar Jackson. Micah Parsons' next two games are Tommy DeVito, Bryce Young. That's how it changes. Like that's how it changes. It's not like you can go bet Parsons right now, but man, he's like Garrett feels like he's impossibly far ahead, except. You look at the Cowboys' schedule and you go, well, this is set up for like seven sacks across two games, and we'll see if Parsons can deliver on that. And uh, and 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 for the other guy that's up there in Defensive Player of the Year this week, TJ Watraws love strings. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He feels and like he's forgotten week, about. By the right, way, and he's like, what's so, so good? And so all good. the are the articles written are like, and TJ Watt's good, I guess. It's like, and good, I guess. Like what? What, what like that? They're, they have a good record right now too. And then, I feel like he almost can't win. And then the week after, they get the Browns. Anyone remember what happened the last time T.J. Watt played the Browns? Mm. He single-handedly wrecked the game, and the Steelers won because of him. Week two on Monday Night Football. Just saying. I think that market's about to get really, really interesting. Hour one done. Hour two for you coming up on the other side. We will start NFL, college football bets, and the chuckle game with our good friend Sam Paniatovich.